now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson. And for those of you that weren't aware of it, Mark was also the MC for the event last Friday at the San Diego Convention Center for Donald Trump. And Mark, you did a great job keeping all those egos in check. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Hey, we want to wish all of our listeners a good Memorial Day and welcome to Ron Real Radio. We got a jam-packed full show for you tonight. And just let me give you a rundown. Here. Starting right off out of the bat, we're going to have Captain Frank Ursetti. He's the uh, managing partner of H&M Landing, also the owner of the Constitution and the uh, the Ranger 85. He's going to give us a little idea of what's happening out there, our local conditions. But also, H&M Landing has a big fish event coming up at the end of June, and we're going to want to hear all about that. And then at 6 p.m., we're going to switch on over a little more to the long-range. Captain Art Taylor from Searcher Sports Fishing is going to be with us, and Wendy at Iserline, she also has a trip scheduled with Captain Art. We're going to, we're going to find out what maybe the long-range guys can expect this year as Captain Taylor starts his long-range season going. And then Oh, along about 6.40 or night, we're going to switch uh, gears. We're going to go to Lake Havasu City. Justin Lukaitis is going to be with us. And Justin is the tournament director for the Spro Frog Tournament. It's an event that I think this is its third year that it's uh, gone on. It's an event where you can only fish one lure. They expect 100 teams out there. So we're going to get the rundown on just what that's all about. So that'll be at about 6.40. But before we get it all started, let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. First, this individual is the voice of 1-800-BASS-BOAT and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right, Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Good evening, everybody. John, I'm doing very well for a Memorial Day weekend. You know, kind of cleaning up around the house. Got the barbecue kind of thing going tomorrow with a whole load of people coming over, so I'm going to have to keep working and still working on my project boat. <laughs> well, that that that's a good way to do it, and celebrating it with good friends is one of the best ways to celebrate the holiday like that. You Stan. bet. Hey, let's also switch over to the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She spent, I think, a good part of the holiday trying to track down a workable phone to use for tonight's show. I think she got it done, Miss Wendy Toshahara from Iserline. Wendy, how you doing? I've been, go- I've been going nuts. My phone crashed, and I haven't been able to do anything. No phone calls, no text messages, 
nothing, but I went to the Apple store, they fixed it for me, and I'm up and running, and I'm happy. Even though I lost everything, I don't care. Isn't it amazing how attached to that doggone thing you are? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, uh, well, most of us are on it all the time. And, hey, our first guest, I think we're getting a hold of him because he is in between points. He was at a a big event up north, and I think he's making his way back down south here to San Diego. He's the uh, managing partner for H&M Landing. He's also the uh, skipper and owner of... uh, uh, the Ranger 85 in the Constitution, Captain Frank Hersetti. Frank, how you doing, sir? John, Stan, Wendy, thanks for having me on the show. You keep introducing me like that. I'm going to have to get a bigger truck so I can hold all those hats. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get you an office to put all that hardware in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's all been hanging out in there this year. Thanks for having me on the show. You, got, you nailed it. We, uh, well... I tell you what, we'll talk a little bit about fishing in San Diego right now before we uh, before we get into that tournament that H and M Landing is offering here at the end of June. Um, fishing's remain status quo. There's still that giant bluefin roaming around that's in close proximity, easy one day range of San Diego. Um, I hate to say it, but still, I love to say it. The story still remains the same. There's so much bait out there on the grounds, on the high spots and banks that we're looking at more of that fish than we're catching. But, boy, I tell you what, when the guys connect, that fish is just of incredible grade. Uh, the old Glory on one-day trip had fished between 60 and 80 pounds. That same bluefin we talked about um, last week, just incredible, incredible-sized fish. Um, early word from Scott on the Sea Adventure 80. He's wrapping up a two-and-a-half. Same, same. They've got a little bit of that bigger-grade bluefin on board. It's just um, it's just incredible. The stage is set. We're just waiting for that stuff to just go on full tilt. Um, waiting for on the, the half switch day, there. What, how many fish are they catching when they get them? Now, now, and that stuff, normally you'll have a, a bunch of hookups and only land a few, depending on tackle and, and hooks being pulled. But what are they normally coming up with for hookups, and how many are they landing? You know, Stan, it's just the last, the last, uh, this last week, it's been, uh, like you said, it's been the hook to land ratio has been way, way down, and boats are coming home with, you know, a handful to a couple of handful of those. Are, there haven't been any big, big hits, um, this last week on that, on that bigger fish. And to be honest with you, I can't even say there's been any huge melees, but the pattern was guys were looking at it all day long, and as, as the day wears on and it starts approaching dark, then that fish wants to bite a little bit. So um, that's where, of course, guys have been running into trouble. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine it's tough enough to, to fish those fish, especially when you get on a bluefin school that wants to bite into the dark and then add it being this great of fish. Uh, I tell you, talk about action and adventure and high anxiety. Yeah, the guys right? make the mistake about, you know, I've been fishing all day. I can't get bit. I'm going to go to lighter line. Wrong maneuver. <laughs> hey, okay, always, Frank. always, always. I, it's going to turn. It will. Go, Wendy. From, from what I hear, um, these fish, you guys are chasing bird schools, and they're on top, and, and a lot of guys are throwing surface irons. Are, are you guys getting any bait fish or any, any fish below? Sounded to me like the fish that were on the old glory yesterday and today were all bait fish, Wendy. Whew. Oh, good. Well, yeah. You, so things are things are going to change, I believe, here in a hurry. So we'll uh, we'll see how the coming days progress. Plus, 
you know, this last, these last few days, is almost, it's the first stretch we've had in weeks of really good weather. And we also have a really good forecast coming for the next four or five days. So we're going to have a pretty good stretch of weather, uh, of decent weather, with no wind up on it. And, you know, that blue thing can be super, super sensitive to, to wind and, and changing conditions. But it looks like we have consistent good weather here on tap the next four or five days. So let's keep our fingers crossed and see if that is an, an ingredient to this whole thing that will turn these fish on. Well, Frank, it looks like what's been happening is the uh, fishermen have been taking the advice of you and the skippers and all the uh, throughout the fleet. Come prepared, bring those seven-foot rods, bring 40, 50-pound uh, test. Uh, you know, yeah, throw some iron, and, and there are fish being had on the, uh, on the iron. My gosh, I've seen reports of, you know, 110, 120-pound fish being caught on the iron, but maybe more of the fish are coming on in because the fishermen are a little bit prepared because – yeah, you get out there with 30-pound uh, test, uh, there's a good chance you're going to be awful disappointed in the result. Oh, absolutely. There's no match. These fish, are, these fish are large, large fish, and it's very, very difficult to land some of this bigger-grade tuna fish on a light tackle, especially uh, uh, especially if you're on a boat with you know a few other anglers, and, and you have to be matched. Your tackle has to be matched to what you're going after, so... We'll see. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Like I say, that this week there isn't a change in that, and, and things start to fight a little bit more. Frank, um, are, they the sardine, are they eating the anchovies? What are we? What are we fishing down there? Sardine fish um, right now, Stan. Sardine fish. So there's been a little bit of anchovy with our bait, but it's been primarily sardine fish. Well, oh, that's Frank, good. That's a really good. It's all coming forward. Then you know, for a while there, they weren't eating anything on the except for the small. Uh, anchovies, and now we're starting right. to see a little change in that. If they ever had a big mackerel in the tank, Lord have mercy. Oh, hey, hey Frank, a couple of weeks ago you teased us a little bit. We, you know, we, we uh, right at the end of a segment we had you on uh, that you were talking about a big fish event that was happening down on H&M Landing, and I've uh, actually seen this thing is beginning to percolate really well, and not only that, the skippers are getting on this thing. T- tell us how this came about, what the format is, and why is everything booking up so quick for it? Thanks. <laughs> hey, so last year we um, last year we stuck our toe in the pond with a with an offshore tournament that involved three boats from H and M Landing, and we were partnered with Western Outdoor News for it. Um, this year, there are 12 boats involved in the tournament. It's the largest one-day offshore tournament um, in years. And it's offered here from H&M Landing. The trip departs the tournament June 30th. It's a one-day offshore event with over $10,000 in cash and prizes that are at stake. First prize is over $3,000. There'll be over 300 anglers competing on 12 boats for top honors. Uh, for that trophy that rides in Memorial in H&M Landing's office. So it's going to be a pretty exciting tournament this year. There's a whole lot at stake. And, yeah, I guess there's been a little bit of talk between <laughs> all those operators that are in this tournament. I'd like to call it a little uh, competitive commentary. You call it a little trash talking. But, <laughs> yep, I tell you, we're countdown 30 days to go, and things are heating up. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Frank, uh, I've seen that also. I was wondering, boy, what, why were the bookings all of a sudden filling on up for 
for this date. And it, it turns out that, uh, man, uh, you know, every everyone wants to get on this event because it's going to be the event to win for the year. It is truly, again, besides, uh, besides the big money jackpots that are involved, uh, we've got great tournament sponsors, Costa Sunglasses, Okuma, Cousin Sackle, Car Suffix, Yozuri, Plano, Turners. Um, it's going to be, it's just going to be a grand event, and it's, it's H&M's way of kicking the season off. It, it truly is. It's going to be a, a super, super event. So even if there's only, I will say this right now, there are 34 spots only remaining. Um, and it's 275. That includes your ticket and your entry. So it's a one and done deal. Uh, you buy your ticket, you're automatically entered to win, and it's a one day tournament. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty incredible. But again, there's only 34 spots remaining for those anglers that are wishing to get in on it. And I believe total will have about 330 entries. So it's, um, it's coming down to the wire. Well, Frank, how can people get into this event and find out more about it? And also, obviously, they can choose the boats they want to go on. How do they go about doing that? Well, we've got a limited entry left right now. I believe we have a few spaces left on board, the Sea Adventure 2, the Old Glory, and the Producer. And you can reserve your spot in the tournament easily by either calling our office, 619-222-1144, or by far the easiest way, just log on, hmlanding.com. Go right there to that trip calendar. June 30th is the departure date. And you'll see right there, there's just a handful of spots left. So it's super easy, hmlanding.com, reserve your spot in the tournament, and you're good to go. You know, Frank, if people get online and, uh, uh, you know, sign up to, to go on, on one of these boats or any of the vessels, and let's say they don't, they don't have all the money together yet, but they want to secure their spot, can they put a down payment and then pay uh, uh, the day they get to the landing? Absolutely, and that's a good question, John. Our payment system is very versatile. Our reservation system, I should say, is very versatile. We'll take a deposit. Um, if you like, you can even call us as well, and we can take progress payments to get you all squared away. It's pretty easy to do. So the most important thing is that you'll want to secure your spot in the tournament now. With 30 days and basically 30 spots left to go, I look to this tournament being sold out in the next few days. There's a lot of buzz. Wow. Now, uh, Frank, there's a lot of people out there, you know, they're going, well, I'm hearing about these big fish. I don't know if I've got the gear to go to it. And, you know, I, I, I don't really plan to go out th- that many times this year that I want to go out and spend it on uh, expensive tackle. Uh, you've got a way to help those folks out, too, if uh, they want to uh, uh, upgrade their gear. Absolutely. And, and also, this is one of those years, just like the last couple, John, where, this is a perfect time if you're curious about it, if you've never done it before, or you have done it before, but you don't want to invest in all that tackle, you can come to H&M Landing. You can rent any one of our quality rental rigs. Uh, we have anything from single speeds to two speeds, lever drags. We'll get you all set up. The crews on board are happy to help show you how to use that tackle and get you all acclimated and tuned up. Dialed in, absolutely. It's a great time. This is going to be another one of those years to come out and try out offshore sport fishing. There's going to be good yellowfin, bluefin tuna fishing, yellowtail, dorado this year. It's going to be another one of those years. So if you don't have the tackle and you've never tried it before, or if you have a few times and 
still don't have your own chapel, this is a great year to come on out and we'll get you all set up. Yeah, and then also uh, for those people that may not be familiar with the connection or what kind of hooks or, or irons to throw or anything like that, Rick and his crew over there at the H&M Tackle Shop, man, they'll step right up and, and help you out that you're not wasting your money. You're getting exactly the stuff you want. You know, you, I've, got the tackle. That, I've got people that run on my charters that have no equipment, and they, and they just go in and rent from them right off the bat, and they'll walk in and go, what do I need to take? And before they walk out, I mean, they have a little tackle pack, nothing more than they need, and and the gear that they rent is all top-of-the-line seeker rods and all that two-speed wheels for, for the guys that are going out, so you're well-prepared for the fish that you're going to attack, <laughs> and and they have everything already set up. So I can't say enough about how well they take care of the the public, when they come in there, and the people that are coming in without knowledge, they, they get on the boats, and a lot of times they have great, they don't have real great knowledge about what to do, but the guys on the boats, they, if you'll just listen to us, and they set them up, a lot of times those people have bonus trips. They just do great. Well, I appreciate it, Stan, and, uh, you know, uh, Rick does have our tackle shop absolutely well-appointed with just what the angler needs on what's biting now. We're all stocked, ready to go for the season. The one thing I'll say about Rick, he's so on it in terms of tackle and what our customers need. He makes it his absolute mantra to stock that tackle shop with what lures are absolutely catching fish, not what's catching fishermen. You know what I mean? And, stay, and staying ahead of that is really hard. i got to give you credit because it's really hard to stay ahead of that when it really starts going. Even then, when it's wide, you guys have had everything that my guys have needed, which is superb. You know, and I, I, even, I even saw a picture of Rick on the Internet with a big fish for this season. So not well, only does I know how to sell fishing tackle, he knows how to get out there and get them. Are you kidding me? Rick is out on the water either every Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Those are his days off. And I guarantee every single week, one of his two days off, Rick is on the water, typically with Danny. Um, And so, believe me, Rick is always up on the latest on what's going on, what's needed, what's happening, because he does spend at least one day a week on the water. Well, not only that. I've, I've actually caught him uh, in between quiet times there at the tackle store, going outside on the deck and casting out into commercial basin over there to see what he can catch there. So that guy, you give him a body of water, and he's fishing. Hey, oh, Frank, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us, uh, again, give us the date for that big fish event and where we can go to uh, find out more about it and to sign up. You got it. June 30th, H&M Landing, be there. Or just watch what happens online. June 30th, we're departing at 9 p.m. Shotgun start, 12 boats involved. It's the biggest single sport boat tournament in years. You can reserve online at hmlanding.com, hmlanding.com, or give our office a call, 619-222-1144. All right, Frank Rossetti. Frank, thanks a lot for giving up some of your Memorial Day to be with us and give us that great report. Uh, we look forward to checking in with you from time to time to see what happens, especially with that big fish event coming up at H&M Landing at the end of June. 
All right, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and you all, please enjoy the rest of this holiday. Hey, we will. You know, we will. We're, talk, we're talking about fishing. How can we miss? Okay. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Phil Friedman will be with us with current local Southern California conditions. Stay tuned. Still a lot more Rod Real Radio to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main and el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. 
Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Southern California, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Toshahar. And our next guest, man, I don't know when he was able to get any sleep. It must have been during a valedictorian speech or the keynote speaker speech or whatever it is. He's been going to graduations. He's been on the water fishing. He is the voice of PFO Radio with what the heck is Phil thinking? Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, welcome to the show. John, Wendy, Stan, and all the great listeners out there. It's really great to be with you here on this Memorial Day weekend. A good time for us to remember all the great men and women who protect the great United States of America and honor them this week. And it's really great to be with you, John. Hey, Phil, thank you. And, and first of all, we want to create you and the family and, and your son for, uh, you know, the graduation. Man, what a what a super feat and what a great time to be uh, getting getting into this world fresh and, uh, and starting off. Yeah, I'm really, really proud of Patrick. He's not even 22 He's got his bachelor's of science degree now, a business degree. And he's talking about going to my alma mater now, Loyola Marymount University, to work on an advanced degree. Uh, he'll start working a week from Monday, so he's already lined up a job. But he wants to work on some kind of advanced degree, probably specializing in either law or accounting or something. So, I mean, by 22, I had not accomplished anywhere near that much. It took me a couple years of junior college to get my head on straight, and then I went to Loyola and kind of figured it out. But really proud. It was great to be up there with him, John, and uh, it's just a group effort. His mother, his grandparents, uh, and mostly Patrick. He's just a really driven great kid, and and Stan will appreciate this, I'm sure. Now uh, he's not going to get any more concussions for a while. So, <laughs> well, more rugby for a little while. Well, wait a minute, because Loyola's got a great rugby team. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play him all the time from Eagle Rock. <laughs> Oh, no. Patrick will pursue that, too. Uh, well, Phil, <laughs> congratulations to you and the family. Hey, I I, uh, I saw that you had a trip that you took out, and you had some very special guests with you this past week. Tell us a little bit about that, will you? John, thank you so much. It was just another one of those magical trips to Catalina Island. You know, when this first was proposed to me probably a decade ago, John Towski over there at Catalina Island said, you know, you guys should come over and take the kids, the fourth and fifth graders from Catalina Island fishing. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Kids on the island? They're the last ones who want to go fishing. But many of the children over there are the children of the service workers who, you know, tend to the hotels or maybe are, are in the bars uh, cleaning up the dishes. And, and they don't get a chance to go fishing on a boat. So we started this about 10 years ago. And thanks to the Tuna Foundation over there, at Catalina Island, who makes the donation that makes the trip possible. We went over there again this year, and it was just a truly magical trip. The kids were fantastic. The teachers so dedicated and so wonderful with the kids. And the volunteers who went over there, man, I'm not even going to start to name them. They know who they are, but they give of their time, and they are rewarded by the smiles that they get from the kids. And we had great fishing. John, we had yellowtail, we had barracuda, we had a lot of big calico bass, we had blue perch and whitefish and sheep's head. And, 
uh, any number of other species. It was really a remarkable trip. And the kids, uh, you know, if those kids at Catalina Island are any, uh, any, if they're a view of the future of this country, we're in really, really good hands. So polite, so courteous, and so thankful for the trip. And, man, we just had a wonderful time with them. You know, it's hard to believe, Phil, you know, here, you know, first of all, you know, we maybe a lot of us forget there are residents there on the island, as you say, they're, they're, they're supplying all kinds of services. And I bet you among that group, you probably found, uh, uh, you know, individuals that had never been out on a sports boat or anything like that right in their backyard to catch fish. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say the vast majority had never, ever been on a sport boat. And I also found a lot of kids who were bilingual, spoke Spanish and English. And that was uh, something that wasn't, you know, all that startling, but just another eye-opener. A lot of kids that spoke Spanish and English. And as you say, John, some of their very first times ever on a sport boat, and they just loved it, whether it was the dolphin playing up off the bow, whether it was catching a big bass, whether it was Joaquin Espinosa throwing an iron back there on the kelp and hanging a nice yellow or a barracuda or a big calico bass. It was all really, really special. And, and uh, there's just far too many people to, to thank. One guy, Clark Frank, got up at 11 o'clock in the evening to drive from Santa Barbara to get on the boat. And we left around 3.30 in the morning to go over to Catalina. That's the kind of dedication that so many of the volunteers showed us. And it was really, really remarkable and a great time. Yeah, that was not not to fish, but to actually go out and help the kids so that they could have a great time. Great, great event, Phil, and congratulations on that. Uh, hey, now tell us, what do you know that we don't know that's been happening out there uh, in the past week? Well, probably not that much, but, heck, I can uh, go through it anyway. You know, the bluefin bite out of San Diego is very hit and miss. Pacific Voyager had 32 bluefin tuna, 15 to 30 pounders. Uh, it is a little bit on the hit and miss side. There's some yellowtail action going on. In fact, the San Diego just called in a moment ago, three-quarter day boat out of Seaforth, 75 yellowtail, nice hit for them, nice. 15 to 10 pounders. And while some of those fish were taken on the surface iron, the vast majority were on the yo-yo iron. So that is some pretty darn good yellowtail fishing, no question about that. And hopefully that's a sign of more to come. That looks really excellent. And uh, as I say, that really showing some good signal in that neck of the woods. Catalina Island, I got to tell you, John, way too many boats this weekend. It was really just loaded up with boat pressure, and that made it very difficult to fish over there. The El Dorado had one of the best scores today with 38 yellowtail, not bad at all, and limits the calico bass to go along with that. So that's hard to beat there on board the victory. Scott Buecher just called in a moment ago to tell me they had 9 or 10 yellowtail and a few bass. Over there, uh, the Indian had 10 yellows out of Redondo sport fishing. And the Fortune was bouncing around on a day-and-a-half trip between islands. Had 20 yellows this morning and three nice white sea bass. So pretty good signal over there. And I think when that boat pressure comes off, as Wendy learned when she was on board the options last week, things will get a lot better. And I, I hope that we'll start to head back in the right direction on that because it really showing a lot of promise over there. And I think we're going to get going in the right direction. Just need to get a break. On the boat pressure, it was substantial. Joe Gallagher was over there on a private boat, just sent me a photo of a nice yellowtail he caught. So that's good news also, and hopefully that's going to continue to head in the right direction. Now, uh, guys from the sharking crew, and I'm talking about Jaime Valdovinos and Shorty Cortez and the guys from Ace Fishing Tackle, were on the Venice Pier today showing kids a great time, families a great time, and they just had 
Really a fabulous day on the Venice Pier today. So my hat's off to all the guys from Charking Crew, Jaime and Shorty and all those guys. I was supposed to get out there and just didn't make it, but it was really a fun event. I could see that from all the great photos that are going up. Southern Cal last night on the Twilight Run, not anything wide open, but a few nice big sand beds. Dave Dodge is an old captain and a good friend of mine, loves to go to Rosarita Beach with me and the kids. But Dave called me this morning and said, Phil, you know, we did pick some really nice bass. But what was most impressive were the big balls of squid that we wow. saw on the scene. We couldn't net it. It was too fired up. It was too hot. It was moving too rapidly, Dave said. But he said they saw several big balls of squid, and that's got to be taken as another great sign. Up there in the Channel Islands, the Coral Loma with 28 anglers out of hooks. Landing, 220 on the rockfish, 20 red snapper, 45 Chiefs head of Sculpin, some other good lingcod fishing going on up there in that neck of the woods. And here in front of the house, uh, a little bit of yellowfin croaker and a few short halibut. It's been a little bit hit and miss also in the surf bite, but hopefully that's going to kick into gear. One thing for sure, really beautiful and nice weather right now, John. It looks nice. Uh, I might have to uh, run out there and toss a crocodile or a lucky craft when I finish up this report. You know, we've uh, we've heard reports of squid uh, coming on down from the north, and you just mentioned that there were balls of squid out there. Uh, have you heard anything more around the Channel Islands, uh, North Catalina, or anything like that on these uh, uh, squid, Phil? Yeah, John, there's more and more squid starting to show up. Most of the bait receivers have squid. Not a lot, and it's uh, at a premium. I've heard of it going for as much as $85 a scoop in some areas, down to $60 today, I think. But uh, there is more and more squid showing up, and that's that mixed signal that we're getting where we have some warm water still around and then the La Nina kind of influence starting to take effect with the cooler water and the market squid starting to show up, and you'll see more sea bass and maybe more than just one albacore. And by the way, my prediction was not for one albacore. If that's all that shows up, my prediction is right down the drain. Yeah, but predict- you were good with the one. Yeah. <laughs> they got three. <laughs> and hopefully more with this cooler water. I, I have to think that give it a little bit longer, we might see some more of that. But once again, yeah, that cool water, some more squid locally, squid in the Channel Islands, squid out at Catalina Island, and hopefully that's going to continue to move in the right direction. Wow, it sounds good. Now, Phil, you got any uh, trips coming on up that we need to know about and maybe get aboard uh, uh, coming uh, out of Southern California here? We do, John, on the Ada On. That's out of birth 55 on June the 17th. That's Friday, so that's uh, Father's Day weekend. And it's Friday. We planned it for Friday because we want to take off and beat that boat pressure and also leave Sunday so you can spend time with the family. So we'll be going on the Ada An, and that's 90 bucks. Limited to 30 people. Everybody gets a bunk, and there's all kinds of giveaways on there. I'll be making my homemade ceviche. We'll have donuts in the morning and a lot more. And anybody who wants to get a reservation on that trip can either text me at 56, or pardon me, at 424-237-0250, or they can send me an email at pforadio at gmail.com. And that is going to be a very special trip. That's June the 17th. It's a Friday. Leaves at 5 a.m., comes back at 5 p.m., destined for Catalina Island and hopefully more yellowtail and sea bass and all kinds of great stuff. Well, Phil, I can't think of a better way to start off Father's Day than with a fishing trip. And you're still around Sunday to take the accolades from the family. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking, John. You can get out on Friday. You might have to take a little bit of a day off work. 
but you can do that and get out with the kids and really have a good, memorable time. And as you say, you can have that barbecue on Sunday with all that fresh fish and remembering the good times you had on this trip. That's the Otta on, and you can contact me again. Send me a text at uh, 424-237-0250. We've already started to put that out to a few people and starting to book up, and I'll put it out to the general public on Tuesday, and we expect it to fill up very, very quickly. All right, Phil. Well, you know, I, I follow you on Facebook and uh, your blogs and everything like that. We haven't even scratched the surface on the things that you report about. People want to keep current on what you're doing, what's happening with uh, Phil Friedman Outdoors and all the activities you get involved with. How's the best way to do it? Thank you, John. Uh, I think the best way to do it is go to Facebook. Go to PFO on Facebook or in Spanish, Aventuras al Aire Libre or you can do that on the web also, www.pforadio.com or www.aventurasaladelibre.com for nuestros hermanos y hermanas que hablan español. And you can catch up with all the very latest right there. All right, Phil. Hey, again, thanks a lot for that greeting for all the veterans that are listening to us on Memorial Day. All the families having a great day out there. Thanks for being with us and giving up some time because I know this has been an especially busy week for you. We look forward to speaking to you next week on Rod and Real Radio. Hey, John, Wendy, Stan, and all the listeners out there, God bless the USA, and thanks for having me on, John. It's always a pleasure. All right. Hey, that was Phil Friedman from Phil Friedman Outdoors. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break, but coming up next, Captain James Nelson, the fish icon himself, and then later on, we're going to have Mr. Paul Dyke with us, general manager of El Cajon Ford. He's going to fill us in on just exactly what the Ford Celathon is all about. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more Rod and Reel Radio to come. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. 
It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the rock lease at your local fishing tackle dealer. I want to welcome you back on this Memorial Weekend to Rod Reel Radio. Stan and Wendy are with us tonight. And now it's time for the Southern California Inshore Report with a fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, a very good Sunday evening to you, sir. Happy Sunday to you guys. You know, <laughs> hey, Captain James, you know, we've been talking about the uh, offshore fishing with the yellowtail and calico bass and sea bass and, you know, fishing the islands and everything else (laughs) like that. You know, a lot of people out there just can't make it. They don't have the time. uh, They get seasick. And, you know, a lot of times the bodies of water that we have here in Southern California are bays like Mission Bay, San Diego Bay. They're great fisheries. And, Boy, you are one of the prime guys to go out and take advantage of that. Well, that's 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 quite an honor to hear. You know, it's, uh, I never would have called myself prime anything, but okay. Right. <laughs> hey, this this past week, uh, uh, what's been happening out in San Diego Bay that uh, you and your clients have been going out and catching? Well, you know, the, the sharks and the rays are definitely doing their thing, and that's that's been fun. You know, if you want something that's going to pull a little little uh, heavier than a bay bass, but then again, we got the good old-fashioned bay bass there happening. We've got croaker. We've had a few bonefish. It's just, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Every The thing about stuff in the bay is if it crawls, swims, or once did, it's on everybody's diet there. Wow. No kidding. You know, and, you know, even when the weather is a little nasty on the, you know, the other side of Point Loma or going on out, it almost seems like the water is great in uh, in San Diego or Mission Bay. You know, it, it is, John. I mean, we have our moments, and there's certain parts of the bay, especially during a weekday, that can get uh, a little busy, a little choppy, especially working around tugboat wakes. You know, you really got to be careful for that. But, you know, some of the areas that we've been fishing, I mean, we rarely see a boat come by, and then it's just been so nice and beautiful. The wind's been picked up just enough to get a good breeze going on the water, helps the bite but not so much where you feel like you're going to fall off. Wow. You know, Captain Juno, I've been working the store this week, and uh, there have been an unusual number of customers that have come on in, and they're looking to fish bat rays, and they're also looking to fish the leopard shark. Is, is there something happening this time of the year that all of a sudden the activity on, on fishing uh, – uh, leopard sharks just uh, is intensified? Yeah, you know, typically this is the time of year we would start seeing them come in to spawn. But this year, I don't know if we want to call it El Nino or what, but for whatever reason, they actually started kind of early. So we're seeing, as of right now, as a matter of fact, today, we caught a bunch of shark, uh, sand shark that were about seven, nine inches long, which, you know, that to me, that that's a good sign because... Those are the hatchlings. Those are the ones that just came out. You know, it's a it's a live birth, and when we see them that size, John, then that that means that the spawns already happened. Wow. And and uh, you know, is is there any areas of the bay or any type of features 
at the, you know, that, you know, people should look for if they actually want to go out and target sand shark uh, or uh, uh, leopard sharks? Yeah, pretty much, you know, the muddy, muddy, sandy uh, type bottoms, which I know that's pretty vague. If anybody knows our bay, that's pretty vague. Because <laughs> pretty much everywhere is muddy, sandy bottoms. But, uh, but those transitions where it goes from sandy to muddy, muddy to sandy, uh, are great. If you happen to know of a, a wreck or two, you know, that's always nice to find. I'm not going to give away those coordinates, Dan. Oh, but, come on. Uh, <laughs> you know, just look for stuff on, on your fish finder is a good way to go. And, and if you're not sure what to look for, just drift a boat. And just drift drift a big old hunk of meat, whether it be squid, mackerel, uh, sardine. I think I even posted a picture up today of one of the fish. You can see the, the cut bait out on our board in the background. If you look at the picture I posted on Facebook. So, you know, it's not a secret. You know, James, I am putting together a boat right now. I picked up a, a, a project that now I can come down there and I can actually poach your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> come on down, Stan. Just just bring me a Dr. Pepper and we'll, we'll make it even. <laughs> Done deal, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I've got to tell you, I've asked uh, 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 Captain James if he had a spot to take me on out on, on Tuesday and I think we're still going on out. You know, I'm entered in the 2016 Yellowtail Derby. I've yet to go on out. So Captain James is going to be taking myself and, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, Wayne uh, uh, Cotto, uh from the uh, CCA. We're going to go out because Wayne is also in the Yellowtail Derby, and he's yet to go out to catch any Yellowtail. And so we figured what better way to do it than to go out with Captain James. Yeah, that'll be fun, because guess what, John? Uh, I'm not in the where Derby, the and I haven't caught a yellow tail yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that secret spot. <laughs> it's really I'm, secret. I figure we'll pick Wayne's brain on that one. Uh, <laughs> I think he's doing his homework now, uh, uh, Captain Jim. <laughs> hey, you know, just getting back to the leopard shark, you know, I'm under the impression that uh, when they the leopard shark spawn, they're actually coming back in to the area that they were originally spawned in and kind of like salmon they go they go back from where they were, were born uh is that true and do you know of any other saltwater fish that do that you know john that's the research that i found and it's not just the not just the leopard sharks but the smooth hounds uh you know our dogfish or sand sharks as we also call them they they do pretty much the same and so do the bat race you know, which is why we get such an inundation with them. And I wouldn't doubt even the skate species because we're starting to see a lot more uh, guitar fish. Although I doubt that the guitar fish ever really leave the bay. They probably just go to different areas where now we're finding them on the shallow, muddy flats. So, I, you know, I, it seems to be a pretty much a characteristic of these fish. And uh, like I said, it's just based on the research of what I've read and what I've seen just from experience. You know, and uh, uh, I do follow you on Facebook, and uh, you're good enough. You uh, normally uh, post the pictures of the first fish that a lot of your clients uh, catch, and I'm still seeing some nice bonefish coming on out. We are. We are getting some nice bonefish, and this week I even got a couple girls on their first basses, so that was pretty cool. We went out to Otai yesterday and got first bass catches, but the bonefish... You know, and we had one the other day 
John, that was probably the biggest one I've seen all year. I mean, it was it was well over two pounds. It was a good fish, bonefish. Oh. What I'm talking about, but uh, you know, oh. the bonefish bite is is really sketchy right now. We're only, we're not really getting them on bunched up. We're getting a few here and there, but when we get them, boy, it sure is fun. You know, and you mentioned that you had been out to Lake Otah. We want to remind our listeners that if you're inclined not to want to go out to one of the saltwater bodies of water that we have out here or immediate offshore area, Captain James Nelson is the guy to go to, to go to our San Diego City Lakes. And I know you've ventured as far as, as Skinner and, and your what you would call your home lake is uh, Lake Otai. Yeah, Otai is definitely, it's the lake back when I used to, uh, you know, only fish weekends and fish tournaments whenever I didn't have a tournament on the lake and it was a weekend and I, I called it my sleep-in lake because I felt like I could show up any time and still do pretty well where some of the lakes seems like if you're not first boat on the water, you're not catching fish. But Otai, it doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like I could show up any time and just got some pet fish there. I can't say that they like me all the time, but I always feel like I can go there and get something. <laughs> well, you know, anytime you, anytime you can take newbies out there and get them on fish, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, and, and your uh, general consensus, how's Otai fishing right now? Otai's fishing very well, and I'll tell you, we had kind of a, a, a jam yesterday that we got ourselves out of. We just paid a little closer attention to the details. I guess that's part of my job, but uh, <laughs> we had a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but we uh, got in some bass and that was pretty fun. But then we saw some, a lot of bluegill in areas, you know, you got a couple little girls that, that just love to catch some bluegill. And I had some uh, night crawlers with me and a couple of mealworms and we got a couple right away with the mealworms, but I didn't have a lot of mealworms. So typically you can use uh, night crawlers or any other kind of earthworm and still get a bluegill. They're usually not that picky. But these guys were, and as we paid attention to the water, and I don't know if you've been, John, but Otai, you could see 14 to 15 feet deep in most areas, really clear water. And uh, we could see that they were eating on something that we really couldn't see. But we could tell they were feeding, but we couldn't see what they were feeding on. And then it dawned on me it, it, it had to be some kind of larva. So they were eating on either mosquito larva or dragonfly larva. That we couldn't tell. But... That made sense as to why they were eating mealworms, because everybody knows it's just beetle larva. So uh, we went back to the shack there, bought some mealworms, and just loaded the boat. So we started catching yeah. bluegill again, and some big ones. We're yeah. talking... That's know, fun fishing right there. You better sorry, believe Sam? it. So that is fun fishing. Well, oh, absolutely. It is, you know, there's nothing better than having a $400 uh, light bass rod combo out there catching big bluegill. <laughs> <laughs> It's all it's all fishing, Captain James. Hey, Captain James, if uh, people want to sign up with you, uh, uh, get a trip going, find out what your schedule is, how's the best way to stay in contact with you and get that information? Well, you can always reach me on the website or go to rodandreelradio.com, but you can reach me on my website, dfishicon.com, or try 619-395-0799. All right. Captain James, thanks a lot. I, I look forward to speaking to you on Tuesday, and maybe we'll have some stories to talk about next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio. Well, we'll have something to talk about. Hopefully it's about you and uh, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, thanks a lot for being with us on oh, this for Memorial me. Weekend. You bet, guys. Take care. Thanks.
Hey, uh, uh, Jorge, we've been trying to get a hold of a, a special guest. Do we have him on? Okay. Not yet. Okay. Hey, uh, have you tried to give him a uh, – have you just not been able to contact with him? Because I know he's busy. All right. Hey, in the meantime, while we're waiting to do that, Stan, you've made mention of something that's really kind of neat, you know, because we know you've got a, a great bass boat that you go out in. But, you know, you also want to take your boat into some places you normally wouldn't take a bass boat. And you've done something to kind of give you a fix that isn't really expensive. Tell us about what you did. Well, every once in a while, you know, something pops up. And, and uh, in this case, it was a boat called – it's a – I, I bought a boat for use in offshore and or going to Crowley Lake or wherever you want to go with it. It's, it's a uh, 1989 Chaparral 198 Fisherman, which is basically it's kind of got to walk through between two windows to the bow, but the back end of the boat is all just shot fiberglass, two seats, and, and a bait tank. So it's ready to... It, Kind of one of those things where I couldn't pass it up because the guy just wanted a little bit of money and take it out of his driveway. So uh, my brother and myself and my buddy Jeff Larson all put $200 together <laughs> each right. and bought this boat. It's a project, but it's got a uh, trail right, galvanized trailer underneath it and, uh, and a Johnson 200-horse motor on that the back end of it, everything on, on the boat can be fixed. So, you know, over the years with the insurance part, I've got people that I know that can do just about anything that you need to do with your uh, boat, your trailable boat. So uh, first thing, I got a hold of Al up at um, Al's uh, Boat Repair and Upholstery up in Castaic. He does all my gel coat and fiberglass and carpeting for any of the boats that we need. And he said, yeah, bring it up here. And he, I looked at it, he goes, you leave it with me in a couple of days, it'll look like brand new because he can buff it out, clean it up, and take care of that part. Anything that has to be fiberglass, he can take care of. Um, uh, Monday or Tuesday morning, it's going to Bear Trailers. And Vic Barmarian over there, um, he can build custom trailers so he can redo hubs or you know anything you need built or attached to or make your trailer new. So he'll fix up the trailer, and, the, and after that, I've got a guy named John Leapers, JTS Boat Repair. He's mobile, and he'll come around. He comes around to your house, so you don't have to trailer, take a day off of work and trailer down to a, someplace and leave it and then go back down and pick it up and come back another day off of work. So this makes it real easy, and John comes to your house or wherever you've got it at, and uh, does the boat uh, motor repair right there. So between these three guys, between Al's, uh, a repair and upholstery up in in uh, Castaic, which, by the way, if you if you need a phone number, I'll give it to you. These these guys are the best. Uh, Al's phone number is six six one seven one three oh eight one two, and uh, he does all my gel coat and all my uh, carpeting and in any repairs for your interior that you need seats or whatever else. He's just, um, he, they've been there for 15, 20 years. Everybody else has been and gone. He continues to be there. He's my go-to guy. And for trailers, bear trailers out in Chatsworth, uh, Vic Marmarian, he is, does, he makes custom trailers for the sheriff's department, for the army, for <laughs> everybody. He, uh, knows everything there is to do with trailers. And you can give him a call at 818- 
and then John Leapers with JTS Boat Mobile Boat Repair or Motor Repair. Phenomenally great guy. He is uh, uh, anything that's outboard. Uh, he does all my mercury work for me, and um, and he works. He's actually out of Chatsworth, California, but he goes down through Burbank and up to Ventura and and the Santa Clarita, whatever you need in our arena up here. His phone number is eight one eight. Five eight five zero eight six seven. So my project is to get this thing done within the next few weeks, and uh, I've got another guy that does. If you have an outboard and you know an older boat like this, and you don't want to buy a new one, but you can stick with the same uh, throttle and all the uh, uh, equipment that you have on the boat, and just buy another motor of kind of like and kind, another Johnson, another Evinrude, another Mercury. Mariner, whatever you've got, I've got um, a place called Amber Marine down in, uh, actually just outside of Newport in Costa Mesa that has a phenomenal group load of motors from, you know, little ones to big ones. So if I need to swap out the one that I have and make one brand new, basically, I've got that too. So a fun project, but I should have it running within the next couple of weeks and and we'll see what happens after that. It's got a bait tank big enough to go out there and play around with these tuna. If they come in close, I may just go see what those bluefin are going to do. All right. Well, hey, guys, that's it for the first hour. And, Stan, thanks a lot. I know you're going to have a lot of fun in that second boat of yours. Uh, and appreciate the information on on contacts that can help you put it together. Hey, that's it for the first hour. Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to be back. But coming up in the second hour, Captain Art Taylor, owner-operator of Searcher Sports Fishing. We're right on the eve of uh, Captain Taylor's long-range season. Going to find out what he's expecting to happen. But first, we've got to take a break right now. This is Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand new redesigned smoke reel. We've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum. We are performance tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And welcome back to the second half of Rod Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with me tonight. So is Wendy Toshihara. And boy, we're all here to welcome our next guest. He is on the eve of his long-range schedule. He's got to be biting at the bit, we know, to get on out there, especially with his reports that we've been Hearing from the inshore type of stuff, uh, it's Captain Art Taylor from Searcher Sports Fishing. Captain Art, welcome to the show. Well, good evening, and thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks for having me. Well, it is great. You know, you know, Captain Art. Before we get on uh, to the, uh, you know, to what your season is going to be looking like. You know, there's so many new people that are coming into the sport right now and, and discovering what it is to, to go out on extended uh, trips right now, especially like on the searcher. And they, they go up and they see an experienced crew and a skipper, and the skipper looks like he's been around forever. But, you know, we don't know a lot about him. And, and can you just briefly tell us a little bit about the path you took to get to where you are today? Wow. Uh, I'm sorry about that, Art. <laughs> we we only got 45 minutes, Art. <laughs> well, I started at a very young age, back in uh, the early 70s, and just worked my way up through the ranks. I started vacuuming the wheelhouse of the Vagabond for a couple bucks a day and helping the crew out and then going fishing on the weekends, and that's back in uh, the early 70s, and... I, I got uh, exposed to long-range fishing uh, on the Royal Polaris in 1975 when it was launched. I was lucky enough to get my start in long-range fishing on the Royal Polaris, working for Bill Poole and Steve Loomis. Uh, and uh, so that, that started my long-range career. So I've been at it a while, and I've been a, a very, very lucky to have success with the searcher and been on the searcher now since 1982. So, when were you on the champ there? You were on only for a short period of time on the champ with Joe Dunn too. 
That's right, Stan. Uh, that would have been 1980. Because that, that's where we met, <laughs> was fishing with Joe Dunn and, and on the champ back then. And actually, that was, I think, I don't know if that was the first time I went to Guadalupe with you or whether it was on the searcher that we finally went to Guadalupe with you. Uh, it could have been on the champ. Uh, we did go out there a couple times, but uh, probably it could be more likely on the on the searcher. We've certainly been there a few times. Haven't been there lately, but uh, anyway, yeah, Stan, we go back a long way, sir. Wow, well, you know, way our, back. A lot, a lot nothing people, but good too. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that it isn't like going up to the DMV to get your captain's license. Uh, you got to spend a lot of time on the water before you get your basic certification. And and do you recall exactly how many hours or how many days that is that you've got to be on the water before you know you can even begin to apply for a captain's license? Well, the requirement is uh, 730 days, which is two days of sea uh, time in a, um, a five-year period, and that still exists. That's uh, that's what the regulation is. But when you're when you're just working summers, it takes a little while to collect that. So um, I was lucky enough to uh, get some commercial fishing time in and uh, accumulate enough time to get our get my license there. And uh, that was at a very young age. I, I just turned uh, 19, which was the youngest. Uh, age uh, that was the age that you needed to be to qualify and i was uh working on the royal polaris at that time in 1976 so holy smokes um <laughs> i've had my license for 40 years now oh wow macro. so you know it's just the thing i'm just uh trying to uh, you know put through here is that when you walk on that boat there is a skipper and a second ticket, and a whole bunch of people that are waiting to greet you there that have a lot of experience before you ever get to this point in time. And and obviously, Captain Art Taylor is one of the best of the best. Well, thank you very much. We do have some longevity. We've been at it for a while now, and uh, we keep learning. We keep learning uh, with all the new technology that's out there and the... Uh, 21st century reels that are out there now with two speeds and everything and and fluorocarbon and spectra and all the new techniques that have come into play here in the last decade uh, have definitely made it interesting and um, we're learning all the time we pick up tips from anglers that come out that try stuff and and we uh, of course we're in close contact with uh Several of the other uh, long-range boats in the fleet, and they they pass on a, a thing or two, and and uh, we do the same for them. So there's a great network out there of long-range fishermen and captains and owners that uh, share ideas, and um, so that's helpful for those new people that come out, as you said, and that are interested in the sport. Um, we can provide that information for them. So. Uh, there's a lot out there, and and um, we're happy to pass it on. Well, let's talk a little bit about the fishing now, Captain Art. And you know, I guess we can start with not the 2016 season because that's yet upon us. But 
How was 2015 uh, uh, for you when it came, especially the long range, because we knew it was epic, you know, in the overnight to day and a half range? Well, you know, um, we spent quite a bit of time in this local area because the fishing was so good, so close, and and um, so you know, we we'd leave on a three day trip at eleven o'clock in the morning, and we'd be fishing by five o'clock in the afternoon and get a few hours in here locally. And sometimes, uh, you know, that yellowfin tuna was up and biting around those times, so we were fortunate to. To get in on some of that, we did have in the fall. We had some phenomenal wahoo fishing at Alejos Rocks, and you know there's a tremendous amount of yellowtail on the coast, and so that there was some really really good fishing on the coast this past season. And um, you know this up and coming season is is uh, um, going to be exciting as well. I don't I don't anticipate catching wahoo on the rock pile or the Coronado Islands or or anything like that, but um, which was something that was very exciting for us last year was having Wahoo within one day range. Um, but um, you know, with the the signs of bluefin tuna up to a hundred pounds that are within you know sixty miles of San Diego, and and really really good yellowtail fishing on the coast, are uh, you know that's been sustained for a while and. There's signs of yellowfin tuna. Um, we're encouraged, and we're looking forward to getting out there, and that's going to happen here in, in uh, the next couple of weeks. You know, Art, can you do any comparison to, to this time this year as opposed to this time last year, what the conditions were like? Well, I think that the conditions were... Uh, Similar to a certain extent, uh, I can tell you that the one thing, uh, a bit of information that I've gathered is, uh, and I think that uh, you guys in, in being in Southern California have seen the amount of red crab around that's um, out there in, in volume. I know here locally in San Diego there's been red crabs uh, a wash up on the beach and, um, you know, all the bluefin tuna that's been caught lately when you... When you cut them open, their their uh, stomachs are full of red crabs. So, uh, you know, there's a food source around, so that's always encouraging. Uh, that's something to keep that fish around, and there's just uh, miles and miles and miles of um, schools of bait, which uh, uh, the captains are telling me that it looks like it's small anchovy or small sardine, so... That's uh, another good sign, and I, I don't think that there was that much bait around last year as there is this year. So anything that migrates in, there's uh, a food source out there um, within one-day range that's going to keep them around. So I'm, I'm real encouraged by that. I, I don't recall that much bait sign being around uh, offshore uh, this time last year. There wasn't. But it's amazing, and we have the anchovies came in last year along with the sardines. We had a couple of albacore caught this year. Kind of fun to hear about that. Uh, in, in years past, they kind of milled it in with the bluefin, and they'd come. If you got on a drift, you'd catch albacore for a while, and then they the bluefin would push them out for a while, and then you'd catch bluefin, and then you wait for a few minutes more, and next thing you know, the albacore would come back in. You could spend, I've done this with Art and his boat, by the way, where you go all day back and forth with, 
with the bluefin and albacore. It would be fun to see those days again. Not that we, I expect it right off the bat here, but it would be fun to see that kind of bite happen. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, absolutely correct. Um, and, uh, that, that fish that, you know, historically there's been, um, you know, that fish gets mixed up and, and there, there has been times when there's an al- uh, an area of albacore and, and 10 or 20 miles away from the albacore is an area of bluefin. And so you get a, a shot at two different species and, um, you know, the water temperatures are in the, you know, mid sixties right now, which is, uh, just right for albacore. Who knows if they're going to migrate back in here or not, but there certainly is a tremendous amount of bluefin. Uh, from just outside the, uh, the Coronados all the way down to outside San Martin Island, there's signs of bluefin tuna and, you know, there's a, um, so that's, you know, that's 125 miles of signs of jumping bluefin tuna. Uh, so that's very, very encouraging. And at, even up here in California waters earlier this year, we had, fish on the 60 mile bank and so there's there's some really good signs of fish around we're very encouraged i know yesterday the prowler had three yellowfin tuna on a stop um early in the morning and i i don't think he he caught any other uh yellowfin tuna but there's uh signs of uh that fish around too so i'm encouraged and i'm excited i'm getting ready to get get out of here we uh you know, we're always making improvements to the searcher. We just put a brand new bait tank on there, um, and um, we just filled it up with salt water for the first time today. So we're uh, eagerly uh, awaiting our first trip so that we can put some bait in that thing and go out and catch some some bluefin tuna or yellowtail or whatever comes our way. Hey, Art, what, we you got. Know- Wendy, can you hold that? we got to take a break right now. We'll start off with you in the next segment. Hopefully, Art can uh, stay with us for a little bit longer. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm available. Happy All to right. do it. Hey, we're speaking with Art Taylor, owner-operator of Searcher Sports Fishing. Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshar are with us tonight. I'm Hopalong John Cassidy. Uh, you're listening to us on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. If you missed any of the show, just go to ronrealradio.com. Hit the archive page, and we'll be there starting about on Tuesday. So we're going to take a break right now. Captain Art Taylor will be back with us after these messages. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and to secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg and Wendy Toshihara, they're with me in the co-host seats tonight. And with us is our very special guest, Captain Art Taylor from Searcher Sports Fishing. And... Just before we were taking a break, Wendy was about ready to come up with a question or comment. Wendy, take it away. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to this season, and I have a couple of trips on the searcher. One is a five-day trip, which is already booked up, but my other trip is an all-ladies trip, and we still have eight spots available, and it's going to be a great trip. I'll Captain go. Hart, I hope you're going to be run, <laughs> running this trip. Well, I'm planning on being there, Wendy. Oh, that's great. great. We're going to have so much fun on this trip. We have all kinds of stuff planned, and uh, even Art's going to have a lot of fun on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Stan and I are going to have to watch Some Like It Hot to get a few tips on how to get on this trip. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I got to. I got to. I have to borrow a wig and some eyebrows or something. <laughs> I like. Well, it's going to be really great. We're, we're um, we have a lot of great sponsors, and it's in conjunction with Iserline. Excuse me. It's in conjunction with Iserline and Turner's Outdoorsman, and Extra Tough Boots has graciously donated a pair of Extra Tough Boots for each lady angler. Nice. Whoa. Oh man, Art, you got to get in on that. You probably could use another pair of extra tough because I, I know you keep on uh, 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 writing smiles on the on the boots that you have. Yeah, the 
Yeah, extra tough is going to uh, hook us up uh, the crew with a pair too, and uh, all the ladies are going to get the the new uh, line of extra tough boots. They've associated with Pelagic and and uh, 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 outdoor wear, and so there's an, a new line of uh, extra tough boots for women, and so all the women are going to get a free pair. So that's pretty uh, that's pretty special to to have a gift like that for everybody. So we're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to that trip as well. Well, you know, Art, uh, you know, a lot of times when I think of searcher sports fishing, I think about long-range trips, five-day, six-day, seven-day trips. But I noticed on your schedule this year you have a lot of day-and-a-half trip, two-day trips, and a good number of those trips are already taken off. I mean, when it comes to fishing a day-and-a-half or two-day trip, Man, it seems like the searcher is one of the boats to go on. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, for the past few years now, we've, um, you know, we've had a demand for those day and a half trips. Uh, people like the, the, uh, you know, being on a little bit bigger boat and and nicer accommodations and a long range style of things and and uh, you know the. Uh, the food that served everybody and those trips are all inclusive with food included. So, um, it's like, uh, it's like an upgrade going on a, a 95 footer for a day and a half trip. So, uh, we, those trips are popular and we've got several of them on the schedule and have had now for the, the past few years. And, and, uh, so that's kind of our niche is one-and-a-half-day trips uh, all the way to seven-day trips, and that's what our focus is on for our entire fishing season. And and um, so, yeah, there's um, there's some trips that have some space on them, and I, I'm sure that with uh, more and more boats uh, getting out on the grounds uh, in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some awesome reports, and those trips are going to start filling up. So, um, boy, don't wait if you want to go on a day and a half trip on a 95 footer. They're they're pretty special trips. Well, you know that's really the, it, it, the these trips. By the way, people, if you can get a chance to go on on a trip with Art on a day and a half trip, you get spoiled real quick. By the way, you're going to find out really what it's like to go on a long range fishing boat. And go, you know, just out for the day and a half instead of running with with most of the rest of the fleet. There, you get really spoiled really quick. But you get a chance to get just a taste of what you're in for if you start going into that longer trip with four or five, seven day trips, whatever they have like that available. That all of us enjoy that that uh, continually do that over and over again. But it it's stepping into a new world for a lot of guys. And I highly suggest if there's an opening and you see it, don't wait until, you know, I don't know if they're going to be here or not. Just book the trip. Um, if there's some openings between now and September, wherever, I don't know when your, your long-range trips start going, Art, but normally, uh, you know, it's through August and September there. It's uh, pretty well booked up. So if you're not on one now, start looking quick. Yeah, um, you know, it, it is a great introductory for, for long-range fishing. You know, we got air-conditioned cabins and the galley's air-conditioned. And, and uh, you know, our chef, uh, uh, we take a lot of pride in, in, in the food on the searcher. It's something that we can control. So um, it's not 
it's not burgers and and uh, breakfast burritos. It's a it's a, uh, a step up from that. We we bake fresh bread and we make um, most everything from scratch with fresh ingredients and and um, you know that's one of the several things that we work really hard at on the searcher is the things that we can control. So. For people that haven't been on a long-range boat before and, and they want to try it out, a day-and-a-half trip is a great introductory to that. And and then um, I'm sure after you've been on a day-and-a-half trip that you'll be ready to book something longer after you've had that experience. That's for sure. You know, Art, I, I look at your trip schedule and the uh, uh, the number of people that you take out uh, maximum is very very modest for a 95-foot boat. And then I see you've got some limited load trips coming on up where you only take out uh, limited to 15, and what a bargain those trips are. Yeah, you know, 28 people on those day-and-a-half is max, so there's plenty of room, and most of our three- and four-day trips have 27 people on them. And then we do have those... um, uh, 14-passenger ultra-limited load trips where everybody gets their own cabin because there's 14 cabins that are available. Sweet. And yeah. um, uh, obviously the, the cost of those trips is a little bit more than than a 27-passenger trip. But we have clients that come back to those trips all the time, and and uh, they they get spoiled with all the room that's on the boat and, and – um, plenty of space at the rail and uh they're pretty popular wow that's great you know I, you know I, I i look at the searcher and i almost think more resort before i think about sports fishing first but let's talk about the fishing itself and uh, when it comes to a longer range trip like a you know four or five day trip what type of gear do you recommend that uh, the fishermen bring with them to uh, uh accommodate this type of trip well, minimum, you're probably going to want at least five outfits. You know, you, know, you need a, a lighter outfit with 25 or 30-pound test, and and uh, you need a couple of live bait outfits in the 40- and 50-pound class. And um, we highly recommend that you have a two-speed reel uh, in one of those outfits. And, and then you want a, a 50- or 60-pound outfit for – for using a, um, an artificial lure, whether it be a flat fall or a, a cold sniper or um, something in that nature, you want a little bit heavier tackle to, uh, so that you, you can um, pull a little harder, and, and that should also be a, a two-speed outfit. So that's four outfits, and then, and then it... it since there's signs of 100-pound fish out there, I, I I want an 80 or 100-pound outfit that I could use for trolling, or if you were to fish the coast, you could use it for fishing the bottom with dropper loops. Um, and um, then there's uh, there's uh, you know if you get a chance to maybe fly a kite or something like that, then you would have that outfit. So you need at least five, and you need a, a minimum of two two-speed reels there. Um, two-speed reels have 
kind of revolutionized our industry and made life a lot easier for the angler. And so our our catches on bigger fish go up because of those two-speed reels. So uh, I'd have at least five outfits. Um, if you don't have a trolling outfit, we can provide you with one on the searcher. Um, but I, I would bring at least five and um, maybe six. You could add another uh, 50 or 60-pound outfit with another two-speed there. And, and um, so that would be kind of the minimum that I would take on a four- or five-day trip. You could get away with a with uh, a couple less outfits on a day and a half or a three day trip, but five or six outfits on a on a four or five or a six day trip, so that you have all the bases covered. You know, Art, I know you see it all the time. There are fishermen that graduate from overnight, uh, maybe a day and a half trips, and they go, "Man, I want to take that step. I, I want to go out on a an extended." Uh, uh, you know, range trip. Uh, I, I like the idea of going out on the searcher for six or seven days, but man, I don't want to go out there and just make a fool of myself because I, I don't know what to expect. What, what do you, what do you say to those fishermen that might approach a trip like that? And how do you welcome them aboard? Well, I, I would say the first thing, if I was somebody that had just been on overnight trips and hadn't experienced a, a four or five day trip, then uh, the first thing I would do would I'd introduce myself to one of the crew and say, "Hey, my name's Art, and this is my first time on a long range trip." And boy, uh, any any extra help that you could uh, or any extra advice that you could pass on, I'd really appreciate it. And you know, put put your pride aside and and talk to the crew. The crew is there. They're professionals, and they're here. They're they are there to help you. That's what we get paid to do. So, you know, the crew is a great asset. They're a great source of information. And when you come on the boat, they've just come in from another trip, so they have real time info that they can pass on to you. So, that that is probably the the best. Um, advice I could give somebody that was just starting out is just introduce yourself to the crew and and uh, what they'll do is they'll survey the tackle that you have and they will um, make suggestions based on the tackle that you have and if you're missing something if you're if uh, for some reason you're missing the right gear then we do have some loaner tackle aboard that you'd be welcome to use for the trip and and so that would be um, the first thing would be to, you know, use the crew, use that source of information. Uh, they're there to help. They want you to catch something. You know, and Art, for for an adult that comes aboard and, and, and thinks, you know, this is an experience I want to share with my son, my daughter, my grandson, my granddaughter. What's a good time to bring, uh, you know, young kids like this aboard and, and start breaking them in on, on going out on long-range trips? You know, I, I think that um, once they reach that 10-year-old threshold and they're, you know, they're right at the perfect age uh, uh, for like a, a day and a half or a three-day trip, and by the time they're, they're 11 or 12, then, you know, a, a four- or five-day trip isn't out of the question They're they're uh, they're sponges. They they like to learn and they they uh, 
they get extra treatment from the crew because they're young. That's our future. We want to make sure that they have a good time. So we want to make uh, make sure that they're well taken care of. And and you know we make it a point to take care of them so that uh, grandpa or dad or mom uh, can fish themselves so that they don't feel like they have to take care of a, uh, someone that age. So. Around that 10-year-old threshold, I think, that uh, is, is a great starting point uh, for multi-day trips like that. All right. and You know, yeah. I, I, I gotta, I'm going way back here, Art. I think probably the first trip to Guadalupe I made was with Bob Prescott and uh, Bob's Tackle in Norwalk. And he had guys that, that were just pinheads <laughs> that, were, that were working in his shop there. Uh, that are still in the arena today. Terry Batista, who's a writer, and uh, Wendy and I are still friends with him. And and he was, I don't know, 12, 13 years old back then, and uh, and working in the you know the shop. I think David Brackman and Steve Brackman uh, uh, were were in the shop, but they were on the boat all the time with us back. This is back when. And when when those 300, 200, 300 pound bluefin were jumping out of the water at, at Guadalupe, and we were trying to catch the little ones, not the big ones, uh, with you guys back when, and uh, even Yosh Murata, one of the first guys back when, he is the guy that came out with the the ringed hook was aboard the your boat the first time they were used up, if I'm not mistaken. This is going way back, but the the point being that the young guys that got on the boat that continued to be in the Industry were so impressed with one how the boat was uh, managed and the fishing and and the guys that were on the boat were sharing information. That's where all of us learned. So I think the best thing in the world is to get on board with your son or your grandson. I've got guys going with me now that bring their grandsons along. We've trained them up. A lot of them are going on those thirteen, fourteen day trips with us. So very important part, you know. Art saying, get on board, let the crew help teach you. And you create fishermen when you get out there in that arena with the, on a boat like this, where you go out and you take your son or, or your you know, just your grandson and and let them learn. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah, Stan, I agree. And um, well, you bring up bring up uh, Bob Prescott. Uh, I had uh, an occasion to spend a, a little bit of time on the freeway with Mike Keating not too long ago here last week for a business meeting in Ensenada. And, and um, so we had a, a little time to reminisce on, on uh, the past and Bob Prescott came up. So that's interesting that you bring uh, up Bob from, from Bob's tackle in Norwalk. That was a great group of guys. Boy, talk about a group of guys that were um, enthusiastic about fishing. They, they, certainly um, lived and breathed uh, fishing of all sorts, freshwater and saltwater, and that was just a great group of people to oh. take. Well, he guy- was my mentor, man. I, I learned so much from that man. You know, I get, got my driver's license, and that was just one of the things. He invited me to come fishing with him, and 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 his group of uh, fishermen out of that shop were all top-notch guys, and uh, so much special knowledge was shared and kept us all in the game and and they were very free with their information and meant it meant tons to me but you know you were it was your boat with you that we rode most of the time yeah that's true yeah um you know the 
the champ and the searcher are connected in that way with my association with Joe Dunn back in the eighties. And, and of course, um, you know, Mike and Joe were part, were partners on that spirit of adventure. And, and yep. Mike is on that tradition in a big way. And, um, so yeah, we, we have that connection from back in the eighties. Bob was, he always had a smile on his face and, um, he, uh, he sure, uh, uh, had a good time. There was always lots of laughs. So it's, it's well, you brought up Mike room. Keating, and be, it was Mike. I was fishing with Bob Prescott and that and the group with Mike Keating uh, when that. This was back at the end, late '90s, I guess, when that hundred pound bluefin was was going great guns, and you take your best shot at it. Went on a four day trip with him and had six fish over a hundred pounds in uh, the first day, which was epic for me because I just wanted one over a hundred pounds to say that I got one. So, you know, that was the start of something big and, uh, Keating's top notch, one of the best skippers and what greatest guys in the fleet too. So nothing but good. Hey guys, we got to bring the segment to a close over here, but captain Art Taylor from the searcher, if we want to find out more about your schedule, who's sponsoring your trips, uh, uh, get aboard a, a, a trip that meets our schedule. How's the best way to do it? Well, you can go to searchersportfishing.com. Our schedule is on there. Check out Captain Art's blog for uh, information, uh, recent information. You can check out the new bait tank that got put aboard the boat here last week. And um, so searchersportfishing.com, you can book directly online there. We have a four-day trip that's sponsored by Iserline that leaves June 30th that has a lot of room on it, and that trip's going to go. And uh, you can also call the office and talk to Celia or Jen, and that is 619-226-2403. You know, and Art, for that all-ladies trip, if you see two two people coming on up that doesn't look like their legs have been shaved in a while and that they've spent too much time at the buffet line, <laughs> you check mustache. them out, okay? <laughs> One has a white mustache. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we got to take a break right now. Captain Art Taylor, thanks a lot for being with us. Hey, I think he's been on the line waiting for us a little while, but we got to take a break now. Coming up next, Justin Lukaitis from Lake Havasu. He's going to tell us all about the upcoming Spro Frog Tournament. But right now, it's time for a commercial message. We'll be right back. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. At Southern California, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Hey, you know, if you're not a tournament fisherman or even if you are a tournament fisherman, there is an open tournament coming up in a couple of weeks up in Lake Cavasu, which is is probably one of the most fun events that you'll ever want to fish. Have a great time. It's competitive. There's a lot of prizes, a lot of camaraderie. Great place to fish Lake Havasu. We've got the director of the Spro Frog Tournament that will be happening there in Lake Havasu with us, Mr. Justin Lukaitis. Justin, welcome to the show, sir. Hi, John. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, hey, no, thanks for being with us. I know you've been out and about over the uh, holiday weekend, and we – we really appreciate you taking time to be with us, but tell us just a little bit about the history of this event and what it's all about. What makes it so unique? Well, the biggest thing about this event is just it's a lot of fun. It's a bait-specific tournament that, you know, you don't have to really worry about so much about getting beat by somebody throwing a bait that you're not aware of or not familiar with or that you're not even comfortable really fishing. You know that going into the event that everybody's throwing the same bait, or at least the same manufacturer's bait anyways. You know, obviously Spro's got such a wide variety of frogs that, you know, from the Poppin' Frog to the King Daddy to the original Bronze Eye, the Bronze Eye Junior, um, even, you know, the Glide It that they have out now. So you, you know that there's, a, there's only a certain amount of baits that people are throwing, and, and it really levels the playing field. Well, you know, and, and this is it, because at the beginning of the event, First of all, at the uh, captain's meeting, you tell people, do not come to the lake with anything else but a frog that is manufactured by the, the Spro Company, the Bronze Eye Frog. And then when they get there, you actually inspect the boats to make sure that happens. And, and there's some even some more specific requirements about the bait that, that you put on the fishermen, and, and that would be what? 
That that is correct. We have an excellent staff. We go over we every year that we've done this. Anderson Toyota, they're in Lake Havasu. They've hosted the the pre tournament meeting, and they've also provided dinner for the anglers. They're doing that again this year. Uh, everything that we go over, the frogs have to be exactly stocked. They cannot be altered in any way. You're allowed to add a rattle to it. You're allowed to open the hooks, and you can trim the legs. But other than that, they've got to stay exactly how they come out of the box, original color, original legs, um, and they've, they've all got to be worked on the surface with the intent of what they were designed to do. Well, you know, I know that uh, Dean Rojas, who, who uh, designed the Spro Bronzai Frog, lives there in Havasu. He used uh, a Lake Havasu a lot to perfect the frog and, and get it working just right. But, you know, we think about spending a whole event throwing just one specific bait like that. What have been the results in past tournaments of, of people uh, uh, throwing the frog? Because we know Lake Havasu has been producing some bodacious weights in the past couple of years. How has frogs only been fished over there? The, the results have actually been really, really well. We've uh, Last year, I think Paul Tassi and Ross Baker won it. They had almost 20 pounds. Uh, there's a couple weights in the 18s, 17s. Typical tournament weights for what we have up there, even though it's only bait-specific. So that really doesn't seem to affect a whole lot. Kind of an interesting side note, you know, on Havasu for, for guys that do comparisons, I was fortunate enough last year in October, Spro asked me to go back and run their frog tournament on Gunnersville. And it only took low 20 pounds to win the, the frog tournament on Gunnersville. So when you, everyone talks about Gunnersville being the premier bass lake, and, and Havasu weights are right there throwing the frog, you know, in, in bait-specific tournaments, it's it's a pretty tough event to beat. The fun part about this is this is kind of an equalizer, too. You know, it's not like, all right, I got a secret spot to throw a frog that's going to get the big ones. That's not it, because you can throw it anywhere and get one. And, and to be able to cover water with one bait, especially a frog, and just have the fun. I mean, the guys that fished it last year were ecstatic about that. I mean, they had a ball. And, and the guys that are going to fish it this year are going to have the same same situation. To go out and just throw the frog all day, okay, this is one the one bait you got to throw. You couldn't pick a better one for, for fun. And, and if you're going to get bit at any point in time, you can get a big one. So... What it, I think is it's just one of the most fun tournaments that you could ever fish. Absolutely. It's it, it's it's a really level playing field, as we discussed. You know, you got approximately 50 miles of river that the guys are able to fish anything that they want to. They can get to by boat. You know, you'll see guys, they'll go throwing popping frogs off points, going for smallmouth or off grass mats, and, you know, or even throwing them way back underneath tule mats. It's it's really gives a wide variety of anything you can do. And last year, I think, if I remember right, we I mean, we had quite a few smallmouth come in. We even had a team weigh a limit of smallmouth caught nothing but on a frog. Got on a frog. You know, Stan, and you fished Havasu a lot. I've had the fortune to fish there. You know, there's always seemed to be this glass barrier that you can only get so many teams fishing Lake Havasu. There's a lot of a lot of pressure there to fish there on tournaments, and a, a lot of the guys that from Yuma or from Phoenix, they don't want to come all the way. The guys from, you know, Las Vegas, they don't want to come to La Havasu to, to fish, but I got to tell you, Justin, you have broken through the glass 
ceiling, and you get teams from all those regions and beyond, even the Southern There's California area. There's guys coming area, from Sacramento to go to fish, fish that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really, we really have. You know, last year I think we had 104 boats. The year before that we were in the high 90s. And the first year we did it, I think we were above 50. So it's grown every year. Uh, this year I know of a team coming from as far away as Texas. They're coming out here to fish. How uh, cool is that? The first, the first or second year we had a team from Tennessee. The biggest thing, the biggest change we have this year that, that I really want teams to remember is there is an early cutoff date this year. All entries this year, you have to sign up through Spro's website at www.spro.com. And then if you click on Spro Tournaments at the top, you'll see Lake Havasu, and you click on that for registration. But they are cutting registration off at June on June 7th. So, team, there's not going to be any be able to pay on Friday night at Toyota like we normally do. Wow, man, that's oh. only a week and a half away. We got to yeah, exactly. Got to get this it, word out. What's the entry fee? And last year, what kind of a payout uh, did uh, was there for the uh, entry fee paid, uh, Justin? It's a two hundred dollar per team entry fee. Uh, with that, you get, like I said, you get dinner on Friday night at Toyota. Uh, last year, Gibbs Propeller, John and JJ Gibbs, they bought lunch for everybody on Saturday afternoon. Nice. You get two meals. You're getting shirts from Spro, plus each team gets between three and four frogs. So you're really down to about $120 entry. And I think last year, uh, the winning team took home over six grand. Wow. You know, and, you know, just a funny <laughs> side story. I, I've, I've, uh, Justin's been fortunate enough to invite me to, or I've been fortunate enough to be invited to come in and watch the procedures over there. And uh, I recall it wasn't last year, but it was the year before one of the teams came up from Yuma. They weren't aware of the rule that you couldn't trick out the frogs, so they got a hold of John Galbraith over there at Bass Tackle Master. And John had been pretty much cleaned out of frogs by the the time that the you know Friday night before the tournament. But John was kind enough to open up the store at like four o'clock in the morning. The guys went in and and John just had a couple of frogs left. The guys picked up the frogs. They won out, and they won the tournament on the frogs. So, man, that shows you just what an equalizer this event could be. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually, I remember that, John. That was actually the first year that we ran the event. The guys had driven up, and um, they'd modified their frogs and couldn't do it. They ran down to the tackle store, and I think, I think John had a couple king daddies left and yeah. and maybe some regular bronze eyes, and... They just went fishing. All right. Now, Justin, again, uh, give us the date of this event and where we go to sign up and just uh, uh, when's the deadline? The tournament date is June 11th. We will do a pre-registration or a pre-check-in, I should say, at Anderson Toyota on June 10th from 3.30 to 6, a pre-tournament meeting at 6.30. And the only way to sign up for this event is through Spro's website at www.spro.com. And then you click on Spro Tournaments, and that has to be done by close of business on June 7th. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you in Lake Havasu, uh, Justin, and uh, we're going to have a fun time, and uh, we wish you much, much luck. And I hope you get over the... Uh, the number of teams that uh, you got last year, it's going to be a great event. We look forward to seeing you over there. Thank you, John. Once again, as always, you're always welcome to come out. And uh, just real quick, if anybody has any questions or anything that we didn't cover, they're more than welcome to give me a call, uh, 602-791-0023. 
and I'll be able, happy to answer any questions they might have. All Good right. Deal, Justin. Good job. Thanks a lot, Justin. Hey, Stan, Wendy, that's it for tonight. Thanks a lot for being with us. We look forward to, again, you being with us again next week. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Hey, you know, we want to thank uh, Jorge and uh, the AM540 Studios. We also want to thank uh, Ben Harvey, also in memory of Big Tuna Bill. But on this Memorial Day, not only today, but on every day, let's honor our veterans. They have earned our respect for their service, honor, and courage. We also salute those families to, of those who chose to be warriors. All gave some, and some gave all. We who live in freedom today, thank you very much. That's it for tonight. Hey, get out there and get them. They're getting away. We'll see you on the water. Good night, everybody. We're out for now. I could be that kind.